0: You are listening to episode nine of the Money Owners podcast with me, Morgan Rochard. Money Owners is a podcast for people who want to be mentally and financially crushing it. This podcast does not provide investment advice and nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued to be investment advice. If you'd like more information on Money Owners Coaching, the podcast, the homework, and everything I have to offer, visit MoneyOwners.com. Today, I want to talk about a topic that is really near and dear to my heart. Um, I've been thinking about this topic for quite a while. It's called Money Scripts. And basically, a money script is an underlying belief about money. And these are typically only partially true, often developed in childhood, and are unconsciously followed throughout adulthood. And they're often passed down through generations, which is kind of unfortunate, because what your parents or your grandparents or your great-grandparents might have believed about money might be something that you are unconsciously thinking today. So a money script is basically just a belief, except that we think it a lot, and we think it over and over and over again, and sometimes we don't even realize that we're thinking it. And there are different types of money scripts, so they've been categorized into four different categories and I, will, I want to talk about all of them because I think that you'll probably find that one of them of the four might be something that is speaking to you as to what you're doing with your finances and maybe it'll give you some insight into why you're doing some of the things that you're doing. So the first one is money avoidance. And this is exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) It's just avoiding money. So it's generally typically people who they don't take uh, responsibility for their financial health and they avoid dealing with money. And that might mean that they overspend their money. They get rid of their money as quickly as possible or they underspend their money and they don't think about their financial situation at all. Um, And maybe they're just in a situation where they don't think about it and they're underspending and they're actually neglecting themselves to the point of it being to their detriment. So I think typically when we think of money avoidance um, or just scripts in general, we tend to think of overspenders. And I think you'll find that overspending and underspending, they have their drawbacks, um, each of them. And then they also have reasons why we do them that make us feel better, even if albeit temporarily. But so if you have money avoidance and maybe you're an underspender, maybe this sounds a little bit like you. You are unsure and anxious about the future and typically you have a little bit of lower self-esteem and sometimes even maybe some anxiety and depression when you think about your finances and this often leads to just less personal satisfaction in your life and maybe if you're a money avoider and you overspend you tend to feel inadequate about your financial situation and then you avoid it entirely spending as quickly as possible spending money as it comes in and just not dealing with the aftermath, kind of hiding under a pillow, right? As you, instead of thinking about your finances, you just spend your money and then you don't think about it at all. You don't check your statements. You don't look um, to see what's going on. So there's also the next one is money worship. So this is also exactly what it sounds like. It's the belief that if you have more money, you'd be happier. And they've done a lot of studies on this about whether or not that is true. So Obviously, if you're living in poverty, right, more money actually would probably (laughs) make you feel a little bit happier. Um, But the number is actually $75,000 in income. So over $75,000 in income, there's diminishing marginal returns to how much more personal satisfaction you will have in your life as a result of that money. And I think this number is, you know, probably a little bit skewed. Given that there are certain areas where if you had $75,000, like New York City, where I happen to be, where $75,000 doesn't actually take you very far, whereas $75,000 in the middle of the country would actually, you know, make it a dollar stretch a lot farther. Um, So I don't know which area they're talking about when they talk about above 75 grand income. But I do know that that's typically the number that's discussed when they talk about Americans and their income and whether or not they feel happier when it comes to having more. But if you're a money worshiper, you typically associate money with both safety and happiness. And maybe you've said some of these things to yourself, like, I'll never be able to afford what I want in life, or life is so short, you have to live a little, you have to spend a bit. And money worshippers, they typically tend to spend to show their love for others. So they tend to be people who are more likely to give gifts or give lavish gifts. And essentially, they're trying to buy their happiness, or they're trying to buy happiness for the ones that they love. And I think that you'll know what I'm going to say about this just based on all the other episodes, but our happiness doesn't really come from money. Our happiness comes from within. That is an emotion that we can conjure right now, even if we're going through a really sad time in our lives. So we don't actually need to search for the things beyond us to get what we want in our lives or to feel better. But... People who tend to have money worship, they think that that will be the case. They think that if they go beyond themselves, if they're able to get more money or get more things or get more stuff or show other people that they can have more stuff too and that I'll be, you know, able to give it to you, that that is the way to feel better. The next one is money status. So this is literally that if you're a person where you equate your self-worth with your net worth and you need to have status. In order to feel good about yourself. So, again, this is kind of like money worship in the sense that you can feel worthy right now. You don't need money to feel worthy. You are worthy because you exist. You are worthy because you are alive. Um, But money status, you typically, you know, you need to have the next big item, ticket item that's out there. You need to show others that you've bought, like, the best car, the best LCD TV, or Um, the newest iPhone or things like that. Whatever is out there that's the newest and the greatest and the best, you have to have it and you have to show other people that you have it too, even to the detriment of your own finances. Um, You also typically tend to think that other people who have those things have a lot of money. Um, My husband and I actually have this joke whenever we see a guy drive around in a Lamborghini, That that person's poor (laughs) because they spent all their money on their car Um, (laughs) Maybe that says something about us as people but um, It's kind of the point of the money status thing is that when you know if you if you feel this way about your money Then when you see somebody driving that Lamborghini you automatically think that hey, they have a lot of money They must have everything that they want in life because they were able to spend so much money on their car and that's not necessarily the case Um, And that might not necessarily be the case for you yourself if you went out and bought really expensive things you might not actually have the wherewithal to be doing that stuff and The last money script is typically around money vigilance So these people tend to be watchful alert and concerned about their finances and when you think of somebody who's money vigilant Probably you're thinking in your head. Oh, that's a good one. I want to have that (laughs) It's actually typically associated with financial planners, which when I was reading that I thought that was pretty funny because that's me Um, and (laughs) There's a positive for for sure positive things around having money vigilance like you care about Your financial situation you want to take ownership for your financial situation you want to do things like save and spend you, you know within your means and everything else that comes with being financially healthy That said, that can turn very negative very quickly. And here's why. So people with money vigilance sometimes are excessively wary of their financial picture. They're checking their accounts constantly, they're worried about their investments constantly, they're worried about what the market is doing, they're staying up late, maybe sacrificing their sleep to read news around the world and see how it's going to affect their financial situation. You can see where I'm going with this. Essentially, it's like caused anxiety in your life around your finances because like you think that things beyond your control are actually something that you need to learn how to control. And people with money vigilance tend to be distrustful of others around their money. Um, They also tend to save more, but they could potentially become workaholics in order to see the account balances continue to increase. So these are the four types of money scripts that are typically talked about in financial theory and research. And I'm sure you can think of many, many more. (laughs) And on this podcast, actually, I already came up with a list of about 30 topics that we will discuss um, money scripts that people have. These are kind of just like the overarching themes around money, and you can kind of tie a lot of the different um, sayings that you have in your own head about what you're doing with your money based on these four. That said, that doesn't mean that there aren't subtopics and subtopics and subtopics, and we will for sure get into that in this podcast. But what I want to talk about today is how you change these things. So, okay, so great. I now know that I have a money script, Maybe I'm a money avoider, or I'm a worshipper, or I have the money status, or I'm hyper-vigilant about my finances, and I don't really like that I'm having these thoughts. What do I do? That's a great question. What do you do? So the first step is awareness. And this is definitely something that we've talked about before, but it is still true. So really the only way to change your thoughts about anything is to first aware, be aware that you're even having them. and. There are a number of ways to start being aware that you're having these thoughts. So the first thing is just noticing your thoughts as they come up. The second thing, though, is actually forcing your mind to have thoughts. So one of the best ways to do that is through some of these. They're called money script incomplete sentences. And basically you will fill in the blank. So I will give you four sentences. And you will fill in the blank on what you think about them. I'll also put these up on the website. So you go to moneyowners.com forward slash podcast forward um, slash nine. I know people are still complaining about that. And that it should be just slash nine, no podcast. I still haven't figured that out yet. So <laughs> if somebody can help me out, that would be great. Otherwise, just go to moneyowners.com forward slash podcast forward slash nine. The first sentence that you're going to fill in the blank end is wealthy people got that way by... You'll fill in the blank. Wealthy people got that way by fill in the blank. Okay, the second one is poor people are poor because. Now you fill it in. Poor people are poor because. One should never spend money for. Now you fill in the blank. One should never spend money for. I could never afford to. Now you fill that in. I could never afford to fill in the blank and the idea here is to just give your automatic thought about these like don't like think the overthink these or start like trying to come up with the best possible sentence like just think whatever first pops into your head put that down that's usually your money script that's the unconscious thing that you've been thinking about that you don't realize you're thinking about so that's a great way to get some awareness and then also to just start thinking in the moment, like stop yourself in the moment when you're spending money or when you're saving money or when you're checking your account balances or when you're avoiding things, when you're sticking your head under the pillow, maybe that's a good time to notice what you're doing. Hey, I'm, I'm not really trying to pay attention to my finances here. Maybe I am a money avoider. How do I change that? And changing the thought is really difficult. So you've probably been thinking this thought forever. You've probably been thinking this thought so long that you don't even know where it came from. Or maybe you can just think of an instance where your parents or your grandparents said something to you over and over again, and that really stuck with you. And then that's actually shaped who you are as a person financially. So a good example of that, which I hear quite a bit from clients is, I need to own a home. And usually the reason why they say something like that is because their parents said to them growing up that the only way that they could build wealth is through their home. And that's not necessarily true. That's actually just a thought. So the way to change the thought that you're having is not by saying, okay, you know, with the example of the homeowner thing, it's not to say to yourself, okay, well, I don't need to be a homeowner because you're not actually going to believe that thought. And the whole reason you're doing this is so that you start to change your thoughts and then believe the new thoughts that you've put into your head. So if you change it so drastically to be something that you can't believe, then you're not going to believe it. And you're just going to keep thinking the same old money script that you've been thinking all the time. So... In the example of I could never afford to, I made one up for you and I hope that you could see what I mean. So let's say you think I can never afford to start a business. Okay. So that's just a thought that you're having that like, let's accept right now that these are just thoughts and they're not truths and that this is just what you're thinking about. So the circumstance is starting a business. The thought you're having is I could never afford to do that. And maybe that's a thought that you don't like because you actually want to start a business. So what do you do? So maybe you change that thought to, I can afford to start a business, but I'll be pretty uncomfortable. Maybe you can believe that. I can afford to start a business, but I'll probably be really uncomfortable. (laughs) I can believe that. Yeah, that sounds like, you know, something that seems not too out of the ordinary to believe. And then maybe you can think after that once you start really believing that thought. Maybe you can change that thought to, I can afford to start a business, but I'll be uncomfortable and that's okay because I like a challenge. You see the different emotional response you'll have to something like that versus I can't afford it because I'll be uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable thinking that, but it's a change from I can't, I could never afford to start a business. So it's a little like it's a step up, but the next one of, and that's okay because I like a challenge. Now you have like a little bit of determination there. You're a little bit more ready to do something. And then the last one Maybe you can change that third thought from, I can't, you know, I could start a business, but I'll be uncomfortable and that's okay because I like a challenge to, I can't afford to start a business and that's it. I can't afford to start a business and then you go and start your business. What do you think about that? I think that that sounds pretty awesome. And so it's basically, you just keep doing incremental changes over and over and over again to your thoughts until you believe them and until that thought has evolved into a completely new thought that you like, you can believe, and that gives you the results that you want. The last thing I wanted to talk about today is a specific script on unworthiness that I hear quite a bit. So I wanted to talk to all those spouses out there, people who are married, who their spouse makes more than they do, and then they feel unworthy, they feel unworthy as a result of that. Um, so this, this little snippet of the podcast is for you because I hear this all the time. And the things I hear around this are, I'm not contributing enough to the household finances or he pays for me to work or she pays if she's making more money than you are. Or I don't, if I don't make hundred K, I won't feel like I'm doing enough. I think that that might be a New York problem though, but I specifically deal with New York clients. <laughs> all right. Or I've heard, I feel useless because he or she pays more than me. For things. Or my spouse spends frivolously and I feel really badly about it. I hear that one quite a bit because the person who makes less money in their relationship feels like the spouse, the spouse who makes more than them, can actually go out and spend money on the things that they want to do because they're making money as opposed to thinking of the household finances as a household. So all of these are just thoughts. I hope that you You knew I was going to say that. (laughs) I hope after listening to this podcast, you know that I'm going to say that everything I just listed there was a thought and that they're not true. They are just thoughts. So the circumstance is just the facts. Those are all the thoughts I've listed about the circumstance. The The circumstance of the situation is my spouse makes more money than I do. That could be objectively true. I don't wanna talk about situations where that's not objectively true. So let's just assume in this example, one spouse makes 50K and the other person makes 200K or something like that, so significantly more, and therefore the spouse who makes less is feeling unworthy. Now, I know that this is maybe not something that you'll believe while I'm telling you this, but you are worthy. You are worthy regardless of how much you make. You are worthy whether you make $5, whether you make $500, whether you make $500,000, whether you make $500 million. It doesn't matter. You are worthy. It doesn't matter if your spouse pays for you to work. It doesn't matter if your child care costs more than how much you're making. All of that stuff, yeah, they might be true things. But you're still a worthy human being. Like Your worthiness isn't wrapped up in whether or not you're doing those things. Whatever you're doing with respect to your money doesn't determine how worthy you are, or your status, or your self-worth, or even your net worth. It doesn't. All of these things are just contributing to how you're living your life, not what is actually happening in your life. So what I mean by that is you can go through life thinking these thoughts and feeling really negative about the relationship that you're having with your spouse as a result of what's going on in your head, because it's not actually on your spouse. You don't have any idea really what your spouse is thinking about you making less money than them. Maybe you can ask them, and maybe then you'll have their thoughts about the situation. But those also aren't truths. Those are just what they're thinking about the situation. But really when it comes down to it, it's what you're thinking about it. You think deep down inside that because you make less money than your spouse that you aren't worthy. And you are a unique human that was brought into this world and therefore you are worthy. So, why do I know that? I'm going to give you an example. And I think about this quite a bit because I have a son who's almost 1 years old and He is such a joy and light in my life. And everything about him is exactly the way it's supposed to be. And he is worthy because he exists. And because he's my son. And I say that because... It doesn't matter what he does right like my son doesn't contribute to the household finances my son doesn't make any money or help us buy food or help us buy his toys or his clothing he doesn't clean up after himself he makes a mess i mean for god's sakes like there's stuff everywhere he destroys our kitchen uh, three times a day at least depending on how many times a day he eats he spits up on stuff he pees on stuff <laughs> he does whatever he wants right because he's a baby like and but he's worthy because he's my child and I'm telling you this because I bet you your spouse feels that way about you. I bet you your spouse feels like that you are worthy because you're their spouse. They want to marry married you otherwise. And you should feel that for yourself too. So like that love that you have for your spouse, that love that you have for your children, that unconditional love that you have for them is the kind of love that you need to have for yourself, particularly when you think about circumstances in a negative way. So I hope that some of that could help you. Think about where you currently are in regards to how you think about your money, what scripts are underlying who you are as a person, and why you are thinking the things that you're thinking. So you'll fill in the blank, I hope, on those money script incomplete sentences, and and then maybe you'll start being a little bit more aware of how you think about stuff. And we will for sure talk about money scripts in future episodes. Um, I think that we probably won't talk about the definitions of the different types of money scripts going forward, but we'll probably talk about more things on the in the regard of like the unworthiness script that I hear often. Um, I know for sure we will talk about debt and real estate because these are huge topics. I also want to talk about um, not how to invest, but scripts around investing. So there's a difference because we don't provide investment advice on this (laughs) podcast. Um, I don't want any compliance issues, but I do want you to see the scripts that you're thinking, how you think about investments and how that actually contributes or detracts from your life. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Money Owners podcast. If you like the show and you like everything I have to say, please leave a good review. It really helps on iTunes. And please go to moneyowners.com forward slash podcast forward slash nine to get your homework. And I will talk to you all again in a couple weeks. Okay, thanks.